Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayers morning Bible study and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let us take a moment in praying. Lord, we just thank you for your will, Lord. We just thank you for the joy that you have placed in our lives, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you give us every occasion to be joyous, Lord. Mm -hmm. And we thank you, Lord, that your will is not hard to do, Lord, but that it's easy and pleasant. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we also just thank you that you've given us your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, to take away our sins, Lord, and to be the sacrifice that we need, Lord, so that way we can enter into your community once more. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' amen. almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the Bible, and in this case, discussion, particularly in the book of Acts. We're in chapter 21, and we will be discussing verses 26 through 40. So if it's your first time joining us, or you just like to get refreshed on the scriptures, we recommend you pause the episode now and just take the time and opportunity to to read this section of scripture mm-hmm. and just to make it easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Okay, and now at this time, we are going to get into it. And open the floor up for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to each of you and to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, that's honey, honey. All right. Thank you. Um, in the previous podcast, I, I mentioned briefly about verse 29 of Acts chapter 21, where the people who were accusing Paul made an assumption. And their assumption Um, played into their already boiling over anger. And while they were accusing him of dishonoring the law of Moses, they themselves trespassed multiple laws in the book of Moses. (laughs) And and I would have to say some of the the initial ones that are higher up on the, the list versus, you know, the ones that they were accusing him of. And use that as the means to enact what they wanted to do, what they had already purposed and intended to do in their mind. And, excuse me, that stands out to me because, you know, there are times where we can feel like we're right about something. We can feel like, I know what you want, Lord, and I'm righteous. And then before we know it, we're not um, walking circumspectly before the Lord and guarding our heart and judging ourselves. And we can end up in error. And it reminded me also of John chapter 16, um, verses, I'll say one through four. It says, these things I've spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. So even Paul, who hadn't physically walked with Jesus while Jesus was in his earthly ministry, was experiencing the very thing that the the Lord laid out. And 
the people thought they were doing God a service. They thought they were doing, I'm sure they convinced themselves that they were doing right. But the, for the believer, us making sure that we are staying in line with the heart of our father, we're staying in line with his word and not just a memorization of the word, because in their mind, they had scriptural texts that gave them permission to murder this man even though in truth they did not, but in their minds they did. So if you don't have the mind of Christ and are actively listening and yielding to the mind of Christ, if you're not using the mind of Christ that's been given to you, said another way, if you're not pursuing the heart of God, if you're not walking in love and and pursuing the love of God being perfected in you, then you are likely to stumble and begin to err because then you'll rely on natural judgment. And that's the, that's everyone. That's anyone who's a believer. The Lord tells us to be watchful to this end that, you know, we don't become what we are not supposed to become, but we stay true to what God has created us to be and to do. Amen. So go ahead, honey. So uh, I love how you brought that up. Uh, continuation of yesterday's, cause we were talking about how, and you brought this up again today. Mm-hmm how people, these people, were determined to do what they ultimately did. Mm-hmm. They'd already chosen this in their mind, mm-hmm. and they were looking for any excuse. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about putting all your faith, your hope, your trust in Jesus towards the end of yesterday's mm-hmm. or the previous podcast, mm-hmm. right? But there's another aspect that I, I want to encourage us all in, and that's to not compromise, which is mm-hmm. ultimately what you're, you know, saying and getting at. So just to state it more plainly, I guess, mm-hmm. don't compromise don't for compromise the Lord. Don't compromise and don't be drawn away. A- absolutely. Mm-hmm. But when we compromise, that's ultimately what happens. Mm-hmm. Whether it's for a person, whether it's for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Compromising in any way in your faith ultimately leads you away from the Lord. So uh, Peter writes about it this way in First Peter 5, right? This is how we, we defeat that and how we remain aware, right? And starting in verse 6, he says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, because he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Mm. So right there, we're seeing what Paul is going through. And yes, he's already suffered in many of the places he's been. I've been um, slandered and you know, spoken out against and attacked and beaten and thrown in prison. And and this is just a, if you will, a continuation, although albeit at a higher level, mm-hmm. um, with, uh, I'll say, more tenacity and ferocity mm-hmm. here. But there's no difference in him. He's not compromising himself or his faith in the Lord, mm-hmm. regardless of what's happening in and around him. Now, of course... Paul's not our pattern example. Absolutely. Christ Jesus is. Amen. And so Paul can do this because Christ did it. Right. But also he has the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You remember when the Lord said in the Gospels that don't prepare what you're going to say 
before that time, the Holy Spirit will give you what to say in the moment. So Paul's business was to keep his faith in God and keep his yes to the Lord to do his will turned on in his inner being, his inner man. And his spirit keeps continue saying yes and continuing cooperate and then let the Holy Spirit speak through him. The Lord prepared Paul ahead of time, but us ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But even Christ had the same preparation. He wasn't saying it like, oh, this is just for y'all. When y'all have this problem, you do it like this. But this is how Christ lived. He's, Absolutely. He didn't speak on his own initiative. He let the Holy Spirit tell him what to say. He let the Holy Spirit do the work. He didn't even take credit for doing the miracles. Amen. He said it was the Father in him doing it. So just keeping that in mind, it wasn't because Paul was so pious. It wasn't because he was so <laughs> educated and holy. Because we saw Paul Paul got angry with Barnabas. He was pretty feisty. Um, after salvation, right? Mm-hmm. But after he matured, after he began to be trained in his walk with the Lord and learn better and learn how to flow with the Holy Spirit, now we can see this coming out of him. The same thing with the martyr, Stephen. It wasn't because Stephen was so holy and righteous in and of himself. It was Holy Spirit in him in that moment, doing what needed to be done. So just keeping that in mind, we have that same availability. We do, but we have to make the choice to listen even in the moment. Amen. Keep the yes. I love how you brought up (laughs) Stefan, right? Stefan was listening in the moment to what Holy Spirit was saying and gave a defense of the gospel and of Christ. And walking in the spirit, not walking in his flesh. Amen. That yes. But we Mm -hmm. have to make the choice to determine in ourselves that we're going to listen to Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. regardless of what's happening around us. Amen. And continue to walk in the spirit so that we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. Amen. So uh, again, that's a choice and a determination. I just want to encourage each and every listener to make that choice and determination now. And and regardless of what happens, to choose to listen to Holy Spirit because he's always speaking. Amen. (laughs) I mean... The word is infinite. Scripture is infinite, right? So not just what he's written down, but even in what he's written down. You can read one scripture a hundred times and he will speak a hundred different ways to you about a hundred different things. So it can't be that the scripture is infinite, but but Holy Spirit is never talking or rarely talking. He's Mm -hmm. always speaking and teaching and leading and Mm -hmm. guiding you Mm -hmm. if we will listen. Amen. But Charles, you had something you wanted to say, right? Um, yes. Okay, let's hear it. As you had been saying, Mommy, that they had been looking for this and that this was predetermined by them, um, the Lord was bringing me to a couple different spots, and we see here that it says these were the Jews from Asia. Mm-hmm. And how um, he brought me into... I had to flip there again. What scripture, honey? Um, it's inside of Acts... I just had a bookmark, but my bookmark fell out. Ah, oh, okay. Acts fourteen nineteen. Okay. And it says, Then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was just showing me that this was something they had already tried. And we see here was that um, we know throughout Acts that it was groups of the same Jews traveling place after place after Paul. Mm-hmm. to try to stir up the crowd, and we can see the same thing is happening here. Mm-hmm. But before that, we have to consider that they had already seen Paul there. They are waiting for Paul. Um, the Lord was just remind me of how you was saying, walking away where your enemies are at peace. They could accuse Paul of nothing until they had perceived something that they thought he was doing wrong, meaning that when they previously seen Paul in the city, he they didn't start crying out then 
trying to stir up the people and saying, why are you guys just sitting here? Here is a man who's doing wickedly. They had nothing to base that off of. And we can see um, that they were just trying to find an excuse to try to get Paul and to make him pay for what they perceived his wrongs were and were so consumed by this, they didn't even stop to realize or stop to consider that all these people present were Jews. They didn't. They just looked on the outside and scanned over the crowd and saying, oh, no, no, we know he brought them in here. Um, and which leads me to the next point, as you were saying, Mommy, that they were willing to break the law of Moses to kill him. We see this <laughs> in previous different places. We see this inside the Gospels where they tell Pontius Pilate, we can't kill him. The law says we can't put a man to death. We also see that later in Acts where they um, tell the commander, uh, I believe, they tell one of the Romans that they can't put Paul to death according to their own law. But as you're saying, Mom, they're willing to do so now. So do you mean to say, Charles, they're trying to act holy and pious when others are looking at them? Yes. Something that we do ourselves when we're not submitted to the Lord. We like to put on a facade or a mask and go, I'm so I'm holier than thou. You can't touch me. But when we're alone in our rooms doing whatever it is that we're doing that day, we're a totally different person or a totally Sinning different like way. the Dickens. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. And that's not how we should be as Christians. We should be the same way, whether we're in our rooms privately or out in the public. It shouldn't be, uh, there's a Monday Layla, Tuesday Layla, Wednesday Layla, Thursday Layla, and a super special Sunday Layla because she's going to church. No, it should be the same person throughout the the entirety of the week mm-hmm. jesus should never come in at any moment and go who are you he should remember who i am because i'm living and behaving in a way that's honorable to him regardless of who i'm around you're acting like the the woman he made you or the man he made you mm-hmm. amen um the you referenced proverbs 16 verse 7 when a man's ways please the lord he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him so when we when we look at that, you know, we we tend to think everything is nice and smooth, calm waters, not white water rapids, right? Yes, <laughs> not a storm. And also, you know, that reminds me of when the disciples, one of the times that they got in the boat, and the Lord told them to go to the other side. And as soon as they were on the journey, a tempest arose, a storm rose on the sea. And it was a a drastic storm. And then instantly they feared and they accused the Lord of not caring about them and not caring about their, their rescue and that they were in peril. And the Lord got up and spoke to it and calmed the sea. And then they instantly, they were at the other side. And that, that shows a mindset that we don't yet fully perceive the things of God. And we're not yet fully immersed and submitted to truly walking out his plan and his will. Um, The Lord told us that he didn't come to bring peace. And he wasn't saying shalom. He didn't come to bring shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. He was talking about your human perspective of what peace is and what that looks like. He said, no, I came to bring a sword. I'm going to turn mother against daughter father against son, you know, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, brothers against brothers. I'm going to break up the household. Not because he was trying to tear asunder what he initiated and instituted, and he didn't want people to love each other anymore, but because the very idea of the truth that he is and all that it means to truly do and be in the will of God, people are not going to agree with. 
they're not going to appreciate it. And they would rather kill you, throw you out, do away with you than to align themselves to the standard of righteousness. And because of that, we should understand that as we are the fragrance of God in the earth, either for those who are coming to life, we smell like life, or to those who have already chosen to go on to death, we smell like death. But that piece that he's talking about is his version, which means it deals with sin. It, it unveils what's hidden in people's hearts and it makes it come to the surface. So what was in these people's heart while well, they had their little Scooby-Doo mask on of piety and holiness while they're walking around with their crew and their crowd and they're temporarily standing in front of the um, centurions and the, the quote unquote Greeks and Gentiles. As you said, Layla, they had one face on, but as soon as the opportunity presented itself, the evil and the wickedness that was in their heart came to the surface, the murderous intentions, murder comes from the heart. It doesn't come from an oops. Otherwise that's manslaughter. The Lord clearly delineates between that and in the law of Moses, when someone kills someone accidentally, but murder includes intention and it's a malicious intention to do harm, to end someone's life that came out of their heart. And it's just like what happened with Pharaoh in Egypt. God didn't do anything wrong. Moses didn't say anything wrong. It didn't matter what Moses said, but God knew what was in Pharaoh's heart. And all God did was give Pharaoh an opportunity to show himself. Likewise, these gentlemen here, um, the scripture that we read in the gospels that said they would think they're doing God a service by killing you, but their heart is evil, right? They, and in other places, he said they do the will of their father because they don't know God, right? So yes. that being said, that just gave them an opportunity to enact and to show what they were already planning, what they were already meditating on. And God just said, ha ha, ha ha, you know, you thought you were going to kill Jesus. I'm going to raise up more. I'm going to raise him up, smack your face, take the keys of hell and of death, and then lead out others from being captive in hell and lead this great party on and in, into the kingdom and let you watch. But also with Paul, he's saying, ha ha, I'm going to preach to even more people. You, you little men that have been following him around and not because it's you human flesh, but because you've chosen to cooperate with the wicked spirit behind it. I'm going to bust all of you out. I'm going to show what's in your heart. I'm going to take this opportunity and preach the gospel. And then I'm going to take him in there and preach to the king who is typical at this point is the leader of the world. Ha ha. You thought you, got, you thought you stopped the plan of God. You thought you made um, an impact and you were stopping the name of Jesus from going forward. You were not, but this is all in the plan of God. So we need to see it that way. We are here to further God's plan. The kingdom be preached. However, God wants it to be done. Not a flowery bed of ease, as Brother Hagen would say, not smooth waters. And that's the, the marker that we're doing what God wants. As long as he's saying, I'm pleased with you, keep pressing with God. And and not only to other believers. Amen to that. You know, um, <laughs> I heard it said, if you will, by a, a person by the name of George Stormont, whether it was him or Wigglesworth who said it, I believe it was Stormont, he said, uh, we have preached, uh, or we need to get away from the most evangelized acre. Amen. Talking about the church and inside the church and the, the buildings. Pews in the in the sanctuary. Right, and, and go out. What did the Lord say? Go get them off the highways and byways and mm -hmm. invite them in, right? So, it, but Stormont said it. He's like, we've evangelized these 
seats Mm -hmm. thousands of times. Where is the, how will we bring in the harvest, if you will, if we are not going to where they're at? Amen. So uh, I just want to say that to encourage people because Paul is going, A, where the Lord is leading him. But what is the result? He's going to those that are lost and bringing them in. Are we not called to do the same thing? Amen. So let's not forget what the Lord called us to do. Go make disciples of all the nations. And all the nations will only eventually be found in the four walls of a brick-and-mortar church structure after we evangelize to them, after we go where the Lord has sent us to go and to preach his word and bring the kingdom in. Amen. All right. Well, let's pause there for today. And can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for this time together, Lord, and the joy that we had in this discussion, Lord. We thank you for the wisdom and the truth of yourself that you revealed to each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to share it with others, Lord, so that their lives would be blessed by you, God. And we just thank you for all your goodness, your patience and your faithfulness, your compassion, your mercy and your grace and your love that you showed to each and every one of us, Lord. So we thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.